Good day and welcome to The Middle Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today, this being our first ever special Thanksgiving episode. My name is Jim Nelson, and for the next eight minutes or so, I'll be your host as we look into our scriptures together with the goal of bonding ourselves to the Word of God. Kind of a back-in-the-Bible-again approach to this season's podcast. Usually we do that by expanding the story told on our previous Sunday by Pastor Drew or a guest speaker, but this week, being it's a unique episode, a special episode, we're going to take a look at Thanksgiving and hopefully have a little bit of fun with it. So in the interest of amusement, my first thought was to find any reference I could to turkeys in Scripture that we could read over this week and learn some interesting new story that maybe we didn't know from the ancient text. You know, something like, did the turkey play any role in the history of ancient Israel or something like that? And basically the answer is no. There is no mention of turkey in our Scriptures. There is Genesis 9-3 where God commanded to Noah, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you but not necessarily any specific reference to our friend the turkey. Or in Deuteronomy 14.11, God says, You may eat all clean birds, but there are the ones that you shall not eat. Then he goes on and he lists those unclean birds, most notably to us today still encountering the COVID-19 restriction. The bat, don't eat the bat, don't mess with the bats, Just let's just put bats in an off-limit category for a good long while. But it turns out, and I probably should have known this or at least been mildly aware of it at some point in my life, but the turkey is native to the Americas. And it wasn't even introduced into Europe and Asia until the late 1500s by Spanish traders. So the turkey is not mentioned in Scripture because it just didn't exist in the context of ancient Israel until long after Jesus walked this earth. So I needed another topic, and I think I found a really good one. What else is Thanksgiving? Well, it's the feast, right? The feast, that's how we really know and celebrate Thanksgiving in most of our households nowadays. We gather as families and we gather as friends in most years. There's a big turkey roasted in the oven or it's deep fried out on the back porch. There's side dishes galore, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, sweet potatoes. We like to do collard greens in our family, but there's then there's desserts and drinks. I mean, it's a feast. So that'll be my short topic this week in honor of Thanksgiving weekend, the feast. Now, if you've spent any time in your Old Testament, you'll know that there's often talk of a number of feasts. And even into the New Testament, they were still celebrating them. You may have heard of many of them, and I'll just go through a quick list to kind of get us centered here. There's the Feast of Passover, which commemorated the Israelites' rescue from slavery in Egypt. We've talked about that in past sermons on on Sunday. But notably in the story of Jesus, he and his followers celebrate Passover and what we know as the Last Supper right before his arrest. We can also read of the Feast of Pentecost. Traditionally, it's a wheat harvest festival, but we know it because the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus' followers during this festival about 50 days after his resurrection. All right, remember that? There's the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles which reminds the Jewish community of their wandering in the desert for 40 years and living in these makeshift tents together. It's a big festival in the Jewish community. And even Jesus taught in the temple during the Feast of Booths in John chapter 7, where the Pharisees unsuccessfully tried to have him arrested. And there's many other feasts too. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, the Feast of Lights, better known as Hanukkah, the Feast of Purim, which is There's just not enough time to talk about them all because 
I've got one new covenant feast that I want to highlight this week, and it comes to us from Luke 5, starting in verse 27. And as we read through it, I think you'll recognize this kind of feast if you spent any time reading through the life of Jesus, because Jesus does this feast a lot. He's often found eating with those who would become his followers or feasting with his followers. If you're ready to go, this is Luke 5, verse 27. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi. And of course, that's Matthew. We're more familiar with his name, Matthew. And he's sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up and he left everything and followed him. So the first thing we need to talk about, the tax collector is is not a, I guess we could say he's just a bad guy in the Jewish community. He's a Jewish person who works for the Romans, skims off the top, is probably fairly wealthy compared to his peers, and he skims off the top of these taxes to support himself. Okay, so that's who Matthew is, not a popular person in a Jewish community. Verse 29 goes on, he says, Then Levi held a great banquet, a huge feast for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect, complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink? Why do you feast, they asked him, with tax collectors and sinners? Well, Jesus answered them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And it's in these verses that we see the most unlikely people in the Jewish world are turning to Jesus and finding themselves transformed by spending time with him. But the Pharisees go on. They said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours, yours are just eating and drinking together. Jesus answered them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? No. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and in those days they will fast. So what can we quickly learn about Jesus from this story? I think we can see that he takes moments to celebrate the times of our lives where the grace of God is just plainly evident in our transformation. Here he is much criticized for eating these with these lowly tax collectors and sinners, people like us. But Jesus looks at these moments as a celebration, a huge celebration, and so much so that he likens it to a wedding. Why the wedding reference? Because a Jewish wedding is a huge party. It's a celebration. You feast, you dance, you drink, you enjoy each other over a number of days as you commemorate the beginning of a new family. And I think that's the key that Jesus is alluding to in in this story here. During his earthly ministry, a new family, a new covenant family is being established as Jesus spent time with these people. To him, the gift of God's transformation is well worth the feast. There are sacred moments, those godly moments in our lives where good things happen, and those days deserve a celebration. Thank you for listening. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend, and I hope you'll join us over the next four weeks leading up to Christmas as we talk through Advent. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Middle Podcast today. If you liked our conversation, please let others know and where they can find us.